All right, BradCooney.com. We'd like to welcome in singer-songwriter Andy Waddell. Andy, what is up? Thanks for joining us tonight, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, well, definitely, uh, we're honored to have you on board. All right, look, man, um, I read through your bio, and you have quite a story to tell, honestly. You can, I, I can see you writing a book on top of your music career. Um, uh, honestly, you've tra- you traveled a, a, a winding road. It's been filled with trials and tribulations, um, from addiction to depression, um, and both of which are powerful entities. I, I can relate. I used to work in a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center, and I've also coped with some depression earlier in my life as well. So. Oh. Um, so I can actually relate to where you're coming from. Um, so I guess the first question I want to know, because I think it's more important than music, is you personally, how you doing? How, how are you uh, How you doing with life, and how are things going for you? Yeah, man, life is good. I mean, I got, I got no complaints. I mean, I'm definitely, you know, on to a new chapter in my life, and, um, you know, I'm real, I'm real happy with, with how things are going, man. I'm, I'm happy to be able to, you know, I have a, I definitely have a, a different outlook on life now than I mm-hmm. than I did maybe a, a few years ago, and um, you know I'm 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 happy for you know for you know getting to getting to work playing my instrument and mm-hmm. getting to make music, getting to write music and record the music that you know that I write and and to record other people's music. I mean I'm I'm I feel truly blessed you know mm-hmm. to be alive and to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and you know. As I was reading through your your bio, um, I read in there that that you know you were close, man. You were close to, to ending it. You were close to ending it all, and you decided you wanted to play your guitar one more time. And what I got out of that is music in your guitar was basically the ultimate antidepressant medication for you. That's what really that's like what really turned you around. Yeah, absolutely. And which which is crazy because it's kind of what it's it's also kind of what got me into it in in the first place. It's kind of it's kind of it in a way what what almost killed me many times in my life, but also what brought me back out of it. Because and the reason I say that is because you know I, I feel like what kind of brought me into the you know the dark periods of my life was a lot because of you know I have. You know, I, I work really hard at what I do, and I, I've always been that way. You know, my entire adult life, from from when I was a, from when I was a child, I was. You know, I've always been really, really obsessive. You know, whatever, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm like, I'm like all in. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, all or nothing attitude. Go big or go home. And um, you know, so when I found when when I found music, and you know, when I discovered, you know, that that that's you know that I wanted to be a musician, a professional musician. You know, as for a living, you know, I was I was all in, man. I mean, it's it's all I cared about. You know, forget about, you know, I didn't have any other, I didn't have any other hobbies or or, or anything really. It was really just all that, and I didn't. I felt like, you know, I was just so consumed with it that I didn't have time for anything else in my life. And I really, um, you know, secluded myself for for many years, like from from society and from from friends and from things like that i mean i lived alone for for a lot of my life you know being an adult and and uh you know and 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 i you know i liked it i mean i I didn't you know i i didn't feel like it was depressing being alone like i never got depressed because i was alone or anything like that i mean that's how i chose to live and you know that's that's the way i wanted it to be but you know, 
after living like that for a long time, I mean, eventually it's going to take a toll. And, and uh, you know, and, and also because, you know, because I was so obsessed, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, as you probably read, I mean, you know, I, I, I come from a jazz background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, even though, you know, my, my, my latest project is, a, you know, singer-songwriter sort of a, sort of a vibe, um, you know, I'm, I'm, at heart, you know, I'll always be, you know, a, a jazz musician. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's what I've studied for so many years. That's, that's where, you know, that's where I come from. That's, that's, you know, what I really will always consider myself to be, no matter what, no, no matter what different directions I end up going. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I, I, I just, I put so much work into it that, like, it is really, it, it was really kind of destructive. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of artists can, can relate to that, you know. Especially, you know, it's kind of just like chasing the dragon, especially, like, especially with jazz, because you're always trying to be better. You're always trying to be better than you are, better than you were, better than the, better than the next guy, trying to be the best out there. And, and it's, it's always, you know, constantly chasing the dragon, and you're never going to catch him. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how good you get, you know, or how far you go, you're, you're, you're never going to catch them. And, and, you know, that, you know, I think after a while that just kind of, kind of drove me crazy, you know, and, and it kind of, it kind of took the joy out of, out of what I was doing because, you know, I did it because I loved it and because it made me happy, but, but, you know, when, if that's all that you have in your life, and that's all that you base your self-esteem and, and mm-hmm. your self-worth and, and everything, you know, it's, if everything in your life is invested in that, it's a really, it's a really unhealthy way to live. And I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so therefore, you know, like if I, you know, if I played a gig and I feel like I didn't play well, or, or, you know, it felt like, you know, everything, like everything I played had to be, had to be like the best and if it wasn't I would be like really down on myself and and you know kind of hate myself for it and um you know I, I think after a while I kind of just got like I don't know I, I just one day I just kind of like it had enough I was like man I, I can't I can't live like this anymore and also you know that was also due to mental illness you know I was you know struggling with depression and right. and b- bipolar and stuff like that and and you know, a few years ago, like when I, when I, what kind of brought me into this, you know, writing this album, I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know that I had any of that. I was, was never diagnosed or anything like that. Just all of a sudden I didn't want to play music anymore. And I was just like done with it. So, um, so, you know, and, and it kind of felt good at first, but you know, and then I just kind of went off the deep end. But, but yeah, you know, when, when I picked up the guitar again, you know, I feel like I, I, I came, I, I developed a whole new appreciation for for music and and for creating music and creating art because you know I, I for the first time in my life I wasn't I wasn't picking up the instrument to try to show off or to try to prove anything to anybody you know it was just I, I you know when I picked up the guitar after a six month six or seven month period of not touching it you know I I, I wasn't I wasn't you know, playing any anything crazy, you know, any virtuoso that are you know virtuoso sort of things or or anything technical. I just started writing songs, and um, and you know, it just it felt it felt really good. So that's definitely 
you know, that, that definitely helped bring me out of it because I, you know, I, I was enjoying it again and I was enjoying it and, and expressing myself in, in, in a way that I had never <clears throat> experienced before. Wow. It's, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing what it could park and do and what music can do. Music's, music's very therapeutical for, for a lot of people across the world. It's universal. Absolutely. Uh, it's just Absolutely. a universal thing. Um, so let's talk about the record Road to Nowhere that you wrote. Um, what, what, what's the journey there? What do, you, what, do you want, what do you want the fans to get out of that when they listen to it? Well, um, I would hope that, you know, that people could, could you know, gather hope from it. Mm. And, and, you know, even though a lot, of, a lot of the songs, you know, a lot of the content is, is sad. There's a lot of sad stories on there. And, and, you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I would hope that, you know, I told the story in a way that, you know, that could also be hopeful. And, you know, and, and, I, and I, you know, I write lyrics in a way that, that you know, that, that I, I think can be interpreted in different ways. So it's, sure. not just cut and dry, it's not just cut and dry, like, you know, here's, here's a story. You know, I went down to the store and I bought a glass of milk and I drank it. You know, it's 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 a uh, it's it's you know told with a lot of metaphors and and things like that, and things that can be interpreted in different ways. So, um, you know, I I I um, I, I just you know, and and, and the, the goal of it for me was, you know, at, at the end of it all, the goal the goal was to create something beautiful out of, you know, something not so beautiful, something, you know, traumatic and, and, you know, you know, terrible experiences in my life, but, you know, create, you know, beautiful music out of it. And, um, you know, that, that's what I would, would hope that I, that I accomplished with it. And, you know, the, the crazy thing about it is that, you know, when, when I went in, you know, as I kind of explained earlier, um, you know, when I went into writing it, um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it for the sake of writing an album. I wasn't, you know, the first song that I wrote off the album is the first song on the album, which is Starry Eyes. Yep. Um, and that one, you know, that so that was that was the first song I ever wrote as a singer-songwriter. I had done a lot of composing and, and you know, a lot of writing, you know, in, in, in music before that, but not, like, singer-songwriter. Nothing with lyrics. And, and I never really sang much before. I mean, I, I had done some singing in different different groups and stuff, and... Um, I actually had uh, I played in a band at Disneyland for a few years, and I had to do some singing there, but like nothing crazy. I was never serious about it, and um, you know, so that was really my my first, you know, my first experience as a singer. And I still don't really consider myself a singer at all. Um, actually, when, when I started recording it, I, I, you know, I actually wasn't planning on singing any of it. I was my intention was just to you know hire a real singer. And you know, and have him sing it. Mm-hmm. But after I started recording it, I you know, I just kind of, I just kind of, just kind of realized, like, man, you know, these are these are my stories and these are my emotions. So even if I can't sing very well, I, I have to sing it because it's mm-hmm. it's who I am. So um, so that was you know that was a really you know recording it and and performing it and all that has, has been like a really interesting journey. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, so you know, I, I that that's you know, I think the craziest thing about it is that like you know, I, I didn't have, I wasn't intending on writing an album. I just I wrote a song and then I wrote another song and then I wrote another song <laughs> and 
you know, and then before you know it, I had I had an album's worth of material, and I was like, all right, well, you know, I might as well record it, you know, and then and then so that was so I started recording it after after I, I kind of came out of my came out of the fog, you know, I I, I got some help for what I was dealing with, mm-hmm. and and you know, and I got clean and all that stuff, and then I I started recording the album, but still I, I wasn't really doing I, I wasn't really you know planning on making a big production out of it or anything. I just I just called up a friend who who I knew that, you know, that had a studio and, um, you know, he's, he's someone that I, I had done sessions for other people at his place and stuff. So I knew him and he gave me, you know, he gave me a good deal on everything and stuff. So I just kind of started it with just like the acoustic guitar and my voice. And, um, you know, and I was just kind of just laying them down just for the sake of laying them down. You know, I wasn't going to like, wasn't thinking, you know, doing a big album or anything, but you know, and then we just started putting more and more on top of it. You know, we added added bass and drums, and like you know, we hired some some really really great musicians. I mean, you know, the A list you know players, and um, and you know, it just it just the more we added, you know, it just came out so great. We just kept adding more and more, and then you know, before I know it, it was like, man, you know, this is like turning into like an epic thing might as well keep going with it so you know we added all these background vocals and we added strings you know recorded live strings two violins viola and a cello and um you know tons of guitars electric guitars and piano keyboards and you know (laughs) tons of percussion and i mean pretty much everything there's even horns on one track i mean it's it's like you know it, it took it actually took over it took over two years to record the whole thing i mean it was a long process Nice. So, which, which that, you know, also was like a really new experience for me as well because like, um, you know, because I've done, you know, I've, I had done two albums before The Road to Nowhere and th- those were both jazz albums, you know, it was like a five-piece jazz group and, uh, you know, it was all original music and stuff, but like recording a jazz album is, is like nothing, at least production-wise, because everything's just done live in the studio and you know you're not you're, you're not in the studio for you know for a long time really you can knock it out in, in a day or two you go in for like two days and you know you record like 10 10 songs or whatever you do a few takes of each and you take the best take of each one and then you've got an album it doesn't really take that much to mix it because you don't have a million different instruments and you know and it's and and you know so jazz is you know about capturing you know the live element of it so obviously this is a whole different thing and when I started recording, I was like, oh, yeah. Because I remember, I think I started it in, like, uh, 2000, like, uh, April of 2015. And um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put this out at, you know, the end of the summer, probably, like, August or September. And, of course, you know, that passed by, and then another year goes by, and it's, like, it's still not done. But, you know, after I started, I was just, you know, I just decided to be patient with it, and I didn't want to put it out until I was completely satisfied with it until it was you know perfect you know at least as perfect as i can get it in my mind that's good stuff man so talk about um talk about some of your musical inspirations i remember when i was in college i took a music theory class years ago many years ago probably way way before you were born um but when i was in high school and, and coming out of school during my military days there was a jazz guitar player named alan holsworth i used to listen to yeah, um, I love Holdsworth. Oh my God, that guy is a freaking beast. So yeah. good. And there was another one named Stanley Jordan, the African American player. Oh yeah. Those two are the ones that really stick out the most uh, during my 
through my jazz fan years. So who were some people nice. that inspired you in, 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 in music? Yeah, actually, uh, Alan Hallsworth was, was one of them for me. I was never, I was never like really heavy into Alan Hallsworth, but I mean, man, I, I you know, I, went, I definitely went through a phase. Sure. You know, he, he's like, he's. <laughs> yeah, he's a whole different man. monster, mate. It's a whole different level. Yeah, but yeah, I, I started out on, on like you know the the real, the real traditional players like you know, like um, like like Miles Davis. Oh yeah. And and uh, you know and then uh, what else like like Chick Corea? Well, Chick Corea is not really traditional. He's more you know modern. But but uh, um, you know Dizzy Gillespie and oh, yeah. and uh, you know stuff like that. Um, Sonny Rollins and Bill Evans and stuff like that. But um, you know and then guitar players like you know started out with guys like you know obviously like Wes Montgomery and. And uh, Joe Pass was one of my heroes. He's a you know phenomenal, just like traditional kind of bebop player, and um, you know stuff like that. Kenny Burrell, but then you know later got into the more the more modern guys like uh, like like Alan Hallsworth and and um, you know and then, and then now you know I'm, I, I later I got into like really like there's there's a lot of really great you know because I live in L.A. Uh, but a lot of the players that I really like are based on the East Coast like. There's there's a guitar player who you should check out if you haven't heard him before, uh, but his name's Kurt Rosenwinkel. He's a phenomenal hmm. um, jazz guitarist and like incredible writer. Like his 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 writing is just so beautiful and, and innovative and all that. But like and, and his his playing is just so so melodic. I mean, he's still like one, you know he's one of my favorite musicians of all time. Um, you know, so I listen to a lot of stuff like that. And as far as like you know other stuff goes, you know I still like like when I was when I was a kid and stuff growing up, I was you know I grew up in the '90s, and and uh, you know so like I, I was I was really into you know like the the '90s grunge stuff like like Nirvana, Pearl and Jam, and, and, and yeah yeah Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, I actually still I, I still I still like them. I still like all those bands. Yeah, they're they're great, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I love that stuff, and you know, and then obviously, you know, classic rock as well. Um, you know, I was always into Zeppelin and the Beatles, and and uh, you know, Boston and stuff like that. And you know, and I love. I'm, I'm I've always been a huge Bob Dylan fan. Oh well, and, uh, Bob Dylan, as far as songwriting, is incredible. His songwriting is yeah, insane. Yeah, insane. You know, and and, and kind of like he, he's you know, I, I had to think back to Dylan like when I when I when I, you know, recorded this album, you know, like, he, you know, he, he's not, he's not a singer, but, I mean, look how great his songs are. Exactly. I mean, you don't, you don't really have to be a great singer if your songs are good. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's a great so. point. And Bob Dylan music, yeah, I mean, obviously he's not like, he's not like, he's not going to go down in history as the greatest vocalist, like Freddie Mercury or anything. But, right. But his, like you said, there's something about his voice, even though it's not, like, mind-blowing, but his songwriting's so brilliant that his voice it just carries him through. It just doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh yeah, you know? and, and yeah, and I, I wouldn't. I'm, you wouldn't want it any other way. Right? Yeah, know? exactly. It's 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 perfect the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of yeah, Freddie Mercury. I mean, Queen was actually one of my first like oh, when yeah. I first started like really getting into music was probably like in like fifth or sixth grade yep um that's you know and then and queen was actually the first 
band that I was ever like really got into. Um, and that should have been. When a, I got that, into that should have been an that that should have been an indication of of where your where your thirst and your hunger for perfection for what you do um, might have been a, a little a little early sign there because Queen is so I mean Queen is some difficult stuff man especially with the vocals I mean if if you if, oh, if, you, if you attempt a Freddie Mercury song you got you got some cojones on you man. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, but the musicianship as well, the, the the instruments and just the, the you know, um, what's the guitar player's name? May, right? May. Uh, yeah, Brian May. Brian May is incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, I I love his guitar playing, man. Yeah, I mean their their music is really complex. I yeah, mean, it is. You know, I mean, you know, like obviously, yeah, Freddie Mercury is an incredible voice. Yeah. And 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 Brian May's guitar playing is is impeccable, but yep. like you know, even the, like the songwriting is is really. You know the the chord structures and the harmonies and stuff yeah. are, are you know pretty deep. Um, so yeah, so I you know when Queen was the first band I ever got into, I bought like every album they ever they ever they ever made. Um, you know even, even even the live stuff, I was like I got super obsessed with them. So yeah. that was like actually my my intro to music was was Queen. You know and, what's a good uh, comparison? You, you mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, you made up and you brought up a great point about Bob Dylan's voice. And the brilliance of his songwriting, I think. A, I think of a, a, a cool comparison, not so much vocals, but when you look at the band ACDC, the rock band ACDC. Oh um, yeah. And you look at Malcolm Young, who we just lost. God rest his soul. Um, the some of the guitar riffs that he came up with, a lot of the criticism people had of ACDC, who who, who don't really know what they're talking about. We're saying how easier the music is to play, which it, fair, it, which it kind of is. Cause I'm a guitar player myself. I'm not as good as you are because I listen to you play. But I, you know, I'm a rhythm guitar player. I've been, I've been playing for probably 25, 30 years, but not, but not like like crazy dedicated. You know, I, I can play your basic chords, and so ACDC's. You know, I can play a lot of their songs, but the difference is, I can't write them. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, there's a difference there. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, man. I, I, I hate when people, you know, just because it's easy doesn't mean that it's created. That it's, yeah, I mean, it's still. I mean, God. Create man, there, them riffs that Malcolm Young came up with. You know, that that's amazing stuff. Yeah, his delivery on him. I mean, the way the way that he played them, right? You know, was was just you know, yeah. I mean, it's super easy stuff to pick out or whatever. But man, but I mean, create you know, it though. Yeah, exactly. You know? And at the time, you know, that was like, you know, there there was nothing like it. Right. You know, they're, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I love ACDC. That's like your, you know, like, it doesn't really get any better than that when it comes to just like your meat and potatoes oh, man. rock and roll. I'll tell you too, a true story about ACDC. I was in uh, Brandon, Mississippi uh, years, well, not that many years, probably about five or six years ago. And um, Hell's Bells came on off the Back in Black album on the radio. Yeah. And it just instantly makes me want to speed in my car, so I was hauling ass in my car, <laughs> listening to Hell's Bells, and I got pulled over. I, I got pulled over by a Mississippi Highway Patrolman, state trooper. So the, so the guy pulls me over. I'm like, God dang it, man! So I pull over, and so he, obviously he was running my tag, you know, because he didn't he didn't get out of his car right away. It took him a few minutes to get to my window. So he gets up to my window. I roll my window down. He's like, and he identified who he was. He said, oh, Mr. Cooney, the reason why I pulled you over is because you were doing like 86 miles an hour in a 55 speed limit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like crap, I was going that fast? He's like, yeah, yeah, you kind of were. 
He's like, any explanation as to why you're driving that fast? And I looked him straight in the eye and said, ACDC, right off the Back in Black album, Hell's Bells, man. I just couldn't help it. And he looked at me. <laughs> and look, he looked at me and he kind of smiled and then he kind of started laughing. He goes, you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm dead serious. He goes, all right, Mr. Cooney, hold on, I'll be right back. So he walks back to his car and I'm thinking like, all right, he's, he's probably writing me a ticket, you know. So like a few minutes later, he comes back up to the window and he, and he tosses my license back at me through the window. He's like, I've been an ACDC fan since like the late 70s, early 80s from the Bon Scott days. He goes, have a good day. Slow it down. Oh, man. <laughs> that was like oh. my, my ACDC story, man. It was great. It was great. Dude, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it pays just to tell the truth. Yeah, I, I, wish, I wish I was you know, smart enough to do that. I, I had a similar thing happen to me. And I, I was listening to some, some like, crazy New York jazz stuff. I was listening to uh, uh, the guitar player, like, named Adam Rogers. And he's, like, really, like, balls to the wall, like, you know, a lot of, like, really, really fast-paced, like, up-tempo, uh, you know, like, heavy jazz stuff. And anyway, I was I was driving to San Francisco, because I, I actually had a, a small tour set up there when I put out my last album. And uh, and but I, I was driving just by myself there because I was reading the, I was meeting the rest of the band there, and um, and dude I, I almost got arrested actually for reckless driving. <laughs> I, I didn't even I am not even kidding. It was dark like I, I was I was about ready to like uh, dude it, it was it was crazy. I mean I, I was I was I guess I was like weaving in and out of traffic. I was going like almost a hundred. You haul that because, driving, because of music. Yeah, yeah, and I was driving in a rental car too. Because, oh, oh man! You know, because I had to carry a b- bunch of gear and stuff in there and stuff. So I like rented this SUV and I was driving that. And, and yeah, this guy pulled me over and he's like, "What the hell are you thinking? You're gonna kill somebody!" And he actually <laughs> he actually handcuffed me and he put me in the back seat and he like read you know he read me my rights and all that oh, stuff. I was like, God. "Oh, this is it. My tour is over. I'm going to jail." You know, and then and then you know, I guess he he had a change of heart or whatever. He kind of like. You know, I saw him, you know, like, looking through my car. And he, he probably thought I was on drugs or something, but I wasn't. I was clean and sober. I was just, like, wow. into the music. And, and, yeah, but he had a change of heart. He actually let me go. But I still, I got a monster ticket. Oh, I bet. It cost me, you know, there was, like, multiple things on there. The ticket cost me almost $1,000. <laughs> and then my insurance, my insurance actually, this was, and this was, like, three years ago. My insurance, and then I, after that, my insurance went up. I was paying like three hundred eighty dollars a month for my insurance because of that ticket. Oh my god! You know, they like totally screwed me. It finally just went down like a month ago. And that's so the power of music, rate. man. That's the power of music. The music, music, it, it, it can literally heal the sick. It it, 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 it can bring you out. In your case, it brought you out of depression. Um, it, it can make you. You know, it, like it, it makes you release certain chemicals and endorphins and things like that. Music is like the real deal, man. It's a very powerful entity. It really, yeah. really is. It really is. Yeah, man. It's it's. I, I can't. I can't think of anything more powerful. I mean, even for even for people like that aren't musicians. I mean, like everybody. I mean, music is a part of everybody's it's life. It's universal. You know. It's universal. Yeah. I think if there was ever a, a, a if there was ever like. If we ever have first contact with like another like another uh, extraterrestrial race that just you know they get here they, they find Earth they they and they come here from another planet, I think the one thing that they'll be the most maybe curious about is like this the existence of music. What is this thing these Earthlings call music, and why is everybody from every part of the world enjoy music? 
It's one yeah. thing that everybody like loves. Yeah, that's that's a good point, man. I love that because I'm actually really into like UFOs and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, me too. I've, yeah, I've, I've thought about the same thing. Think about it from every part of the world, from all time errors, ever since humans walked on two feet. Music has been instrumental in every culture and every geographical location in the world. Some sort of yeah. music. Some sort of music, you know, so. Alright, so, um, one of the things I was curious about, I want to know what got you, um, why did you pick up a guitar in the first place? What was your first experience playing a guitar? Um, I mean, for me, it was just basically because my mother was a musician. My mother was a brilliant accordion player. She she can play the accordion like nobody. I mean, nobody's business. Um, and she was also a pretty good p- piano player. So I learned how to play keyboard a little bit on a church organ that we had in my house. And I picked up a guitar based on my mom's musical interest and how and her musical inclination. So what about you? How, how what was it that got you into playing? Well, um, I was kind of I was kind of forced into music when I was when I was really young. Um, you know, I, I uh, my my parents, you know, made me take piano lessons when I was like, uh, probably like in first grade. However old that is, you know, like six, seven years old, like six or seven, yeah, yep. yeah. So and and I did piano for years, and I actually didn't like it. Um, you know, at that age, I you know, and, and just because you know, I guess I probably just didn't like my teacher, like the stuff she was teaching me, and you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of really boring, but. Um, but but anyway, I, I did that for years, um, and then when I got older, you know, about uh, sixth grade, I, I started playing trombone, and I actually played the trombone from sixth grade all the way through high school. Cool. I haven't touched it since after I graduated high school, uh, but um, yeah, um, so be, and basically, like at that point, you know, that was kind of like getting getting into junior high. You know, my parents. You know, they, they were really, like, adamant about, you know, they don't want us just, you know, I have two sisters, so of all, all the kids, all the, you know, they didn't want us just going to school and coming home, you know, because then we'd probably get into trouble. So they wanted us, you know, we either had to do sports or we had to do music. And and that was a no-brainer for me, man, because I am not athletic at all. Um, every sport that I've ever tried, I was the worst on the team. <laughs> like, hands down. Yeah. I... I I was just, God, man, I hated it. I did soccer, I think, for like three years when I was really young. Never yeah. scored one goal in all the three years. <laughs> so, hey, some things just ain't, some people just ain't cut out for certain things. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible, man. And, and then, and then, like, and then I remember, like, in junior high too. Like, I, you know, my my friends that I, you know, my group of friends, they would they would all play basketball at lunch, and that that was like what they did. So I basically had no choice, and I wanted to sit alone, and eat my sandwich like a loser. You know, I had to, I had to go play basketball with them. And I actually, like, you know, lunchtime as a kid, you're supposed to look forward to that. That's like the best part of the day. For me, that was the worst part of the day, man. I just wanted to go back to class. I could play freaking basketball. So, so yeah. So like, you're either gonna have to do band or, or orchestra or choir or something, or you're gonna have to like, play, you know, do sports. I was like, man, there's. All right, so I guess I'm going to pick up an instrument. And my dad kind of convinced me. He's like, well, I play the trombone because there's not a lot of trombone players, so, you know, you'll be able to sell. And um, I actually really liked it at first. Um, but, you know, I came to hate it, like, later in high school just because, because of a terrible 
assistant band director that I had to deal with. Um, but uh, anyway, that's that's another story. But um, but uh, yeah, so I it trombone, you know, uh, sixth grade. I guess I could get into stuff. And then when I when I got into seventh and eighth grade, um, luckily, you know, the music uh, the the school district that I went to had a really really strong music program. So um, so I, I I started playing jazz in seventh grade on the trombone, and. Um, and and I played I played jazz seventh um, eighth uh, ninth tenth grade I was playing I was playing jazz band on trombone and and you know the jazz pro like I said the jazz programs are really strong so I learned a lot and um, so I didn't pick up guitar until I was like very like the summer after eighth grade going into ninth grade so I was like twelve thirteen um, is when I started playing guitar and. Um, I started off just kind of self-taught, you know, and, and, uh, and, yeah, what drew me to it was because at the time, you know, like, I was already into jazz, but I, I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't real passionate about jazz, I was doing it because, you know, I, I really liked it and stuff, but, but, you know, I was the stuff I was listening to, you know, like I told you, I was listening to, like, Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and stuff, so I wanted to be able to play that. So that's that's what brought me to the guitar. I wanted to be able to play rock, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so I started out self-taught, and then I got more serious about it, and then eventually, you know, I, I started taking lessons because I wanted to be able to play uh, jazz guitar. I wanted to be able to play, you know, guitar in the jazz band at school. So, and I was actually really, really um, inspired by there was there was a guy friend um, mine that was two years older than me, and I remember seeing him like when I first got into high school, guys. Beast musician. He played, he played guitar and bass and clarinet. But man, he was uh, an exceptional jazz guitarist. I mean, like you know, true like child prodigy. Um, and uh, I remember, and then when I saw him play, you know, I was like, man, that's it. I want to do that. You know, he really, really inspired me. So um, you know, and then I just started working my ass off, and then I studied. Uh, like it was probably my junior year. Yes, my, my junior year when I really, that's when I decided I want to be a musician, be a jazz guitar player. I, I, I want to be like the best jazz guitar player that I could possibly be. And, you know, like I said, I was, you know, inspired from, from that other guy that was a little older than me. But also, you know, I took my, my first my first lesson, not my first guitar lesson, but I had a, a few other teachers. I had my first lesson with, with my first, like, really, really good teacher. And when I say that, I mean, like, my first teacher that was, like, the real deal, um, his name is Joe Jewell. He's still a very dear friend of mine. And he, um, you know, so he was a college professor. He was, like, the head of the guitar department at the Florida College, which was, you know, the city I, I lived in. And um, so I started taking lessons with him, like, when I was a junior in high school. I remember after my first lesson with him, I was just, like, I, I, I was just, you know, like all all these doors had just been had just been opened. All these things that that other teachers and, and had tried to explain to me about theory and chord structure and, and improvisation and stuff like that, it just didn't never really click. Never made sense. Just the first lesson with him, all of a sudden, I was like, I, I get it. I, I, I can do this. And he had and he was so inspiring. And he was such a you know great musician. Like I was like. I, I just, like, I'll never forget it. Like, after my first lesson with him, I was like, off and running. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And that's when I started practicing for hours a day. I mean, for many years of my life, I was like, you know, just locked in my room practicing for about six to eight hours a day yeah. at least. That's what it takes. You know, and I had, yeah, 
It yeah, takes a lot absolutely. of dedication. I read somewhere you. I was while you were answering that question, I was uh, reminiscing on some things because it's amazing what one person um, can do to inspire somebody. But it's it's also amazing to me how one person can deflate somebody. Like you were mentioning about some of the teachers that you didn't feel were were very good for you and and, and not very good teachers. Um, I can I can totally relate to where you're coming from on that because I had like my high school music teacher didn't really do much for me, but then when I went in college and I took that music theory class, I learned more in that music theory class in like three days than I did my whole high school. Um, oh yeah, I believe you it. know just because of the way he taught, the way he delivered, the way he explained things. It's just like you were just saying, it just clicked. And it's funny, I read I read um, an article, I can't remember where I read this, if it was online or in a magazine, but I read that Kirk Hammett, the guitar player from Metallica, his, his like, 10th grade music teacher told him just to give it up. You, you, you're, you're never going to make anything of yourself in music. Uh, wow. Yeah, like 100 million records sold later, Kirk Hammett had a little message for that music teacher. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? that's awesome. Yeah, so... All right, so um, we've touched on pretty much inspirations and how you got into it. And um, one question I want to ask you, I got, actually I got this question from one of my listeners because occasionally I'll, I'll reach out on my social networks and like Twitter and Facebook, and I'll ask some of my followers for questions. I'll say, hey, I'm, I'm interviewing such and such. If you have a question, um, if it's good, I'll ask it. And I've asked a lot of musicians this question because I really like this question. So I'm going to ask you. Okay. And the question is, what what do you prefer more, writing and creating music or performing the music after it's created? Oh, man, that's a great question. And that's a hard one to answer. <laughs> um, because, both, because both are such, like, euphoric feelings, like... The the, the the feedback after you, after you finish writing a song and it's complete it's like oh man but um but I, I would have to say performing it is is mm -hmm. like you know that that to me that that's like the ultimate the ultimate heaven because creating it is is a wonderful feeling but it is like I mean especially like when you bring your music to like a you know a great professional band I mean you got the A list players and and I mean hearing it come alive and performing it on stage it's like I, I can't think of any better feeling in the world than that I mean you know like because like, after you know and I, I can say this because I, I know how it affects me physically I mean it'll make it'll make hair in the back of my neck stand up it'll give me chills give me goosebumps and and, after, and afterwards like after like a great performance or something like that I mean I can't sleep I'm wired yeah Oh, and that—that's—I mean, so it's—it's it's like it's like a drug. It's—it's it's like it's—it's it's like the hardest drug there is, but it's—it's—but it's healthy. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's—it's it's, um, yeah. So I mean, I—I I, I, just—I I just you know the magic that I've experienced like in the studio and and on stage, you know, performing performing my own music is just like the best the best feeling that I that I've ever had. And that's you know that's mm -hmm. what I'm what I'm always chasing. Good stuff, man. All right, so um, we've been going about forty minutes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start wrapping this up. Um, first and foremost, I really enjoyed this. It was great to talk to you, man. I want to get you back on the show once you uh, you know once you got some new stuff coming out. You want to promote 
um, feel free to come back. Um, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to share with the, the listeners out there where they can find you, where they can get your music, where they can follow you on your social sites. Um, so go ahead. The mic is yours on that. All right. Um, music can be found on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Amazon, uh, pretty much anywhere music is sold or, or it can be streamed. It's, it's all available there, Bandcamp. Um, everywhere, and you can follow me on on Instagram. It's just Andy Dot Waddell, um, and uh, Facebook. Uh, my Facebook music, I believe, is just you know Andy Waddell Music, and my website is oh, it's also AndyWaddellMusic.com. So you can keep up on you know what's going on there, performances, and uh, my all my releases and things I've recorded, and uh, you have know, articles and news and all that stuff is all on there. And, uh, yeah, man, I think that pretty much covers it. All right. Well, Andy, I really appreciate you doing this. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Keep in touch. Yeah, I'll find likewise. I'll find you on, on, do you have Twitter? Do you have Twitter also? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll find you on Twitter and you give me a follow back, and then, um, and then we'll just keep in touch, man. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, have, yeah, thanks so much for having me, Brad. It was a pleasure.